Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Tim Smith's bourbon. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing today? Good. You know, I can't complain. I mean, it's, you know, just enjoying this wonderful, muggy Cincinnati weather lately. Man, it is brutally hot. That's why I had my tea time at 9.30 this morning to make sure we, we beat that heat. Um, but man, it was fun. Yeah, we got to get out to the Blue Ash course together because that's yeah. a, that's a you're gonna really like. Oh, that you keep course. bailing on me all the time I when know, I, I ask I, you. I, I think I canceled <laughs> like with the one with you, and I think there's been two other tea times I've canceled this summer because of weather. It's either like, too hot or too rainy. Well, or, you canceled on me because of a blister. Oh, uh, that's right. I forget <laughs> why I even had that blister. Was it from? Oh, it's Fourth of July. Fourth of July, your that's, new that's shoes or right. whatever. I was, well, yeah, I was wearing those new shoes or whatever. But anyway, yeah, it's a great day, great weather for golf as long as you get out there early enough. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know what else? It's great. <clears throat> it's a great time to sit inside and drink some whiskey, which is exactly what we're doing right now. So, Andy, without further ado, why don't you tell the folks out there everything they need to know about Tim Smith's bourbon? Of course. Yeah, so this is one, anybody that follows, um, I think it's on Discovery, but on Discovery, I think the entire time it's been running. Um the show Moonshiners on there. Uh, I don't remember how many seasons it's on now. At least three or four, as far as I know. But um, anybody that watches that show will know the name Tim Smith from it because he's one of the guys that does like all the you know distilling whatever on the um, on that show for them. And he's kind of one of the characters or like personalities on the show, like going through. You see, like, him do some of his own, like, distilling. Technically, they're distilling moonshine, but, like, they'll still some other stuff, like brandies or maybe some aged whiskeys, you know, stuff like that on it. Um, and so that's kind of where he got... I don't know exactly when or, or remember exactly when the brand started up, but I know, you know, he's, like, a third or fourth generation guy in his family that's been you know, distilling, um, primarily, I think from the get go, you know, down in Virginia moonshine. Um, and it's something that, you know, he's using primarily like his family moonshine recipe, I think for almost everything with the brand. Um, and it's been passed down, like I said, over like at least three generations to him, uh, and a hundred years, uh, during that, that they've been, you know, distilling, uh, at least illegally. I don't know. And then, you know, now recently, and probably like the last decade or so since the show started, you know, I think probably went legal to open up the brand. Well, had to go legal to open it up, but um, for us to get our our hands on a, you know, legit bottle with the labels and everything. But um, Looks like he's famous for his uh, jean overalls and his, like, redneck cowboy hat that he always wears. Yeah. And his uh, Cam Smith-style stash. Yeah. That he's rocking, but yeah, he's, he looks like he's usually shirtless with the overalls on. Yeah, it's kind of, that's a staple in that area, I've seen, I've seen that before in Virginia, but, um, you know, they're currently operating out, like I said, they operate in Virginia, they actually um, do all the distilling and aging and everything um, on the Belmont Farm Distillery out there in Virginia, which was uh, opened by another couple in uh, around 1988. Um, and I don't know if they're doing the same process for 
Tim's Moonshine and Bourbons and everything um, that they're doing for the Belmont Farm. But, um, you know, I know they grow all their own grains for use and everything in it. And, you know, they do all the distillation in a copper pot still um, there. And, you know, this ends up going into a few different products. Um, of course, their whole Southern Reserve line, which is their, uh, their rye, the bourbon, and I think just a regular old whiskey. We're trying the bourbon today, like John said at the start of the episode. Um, wood-fired whiskey. Wood-fired whiskey. And uh, it's something that, at least for the bourbon, it's like they age it in oak for 24 hours. Hmm. With like, I think it's hickory, or it says on the back of the bottle, but I think like hickory and oak chip wood chips in the barrel as well to help give it some of that color and flavor um and of course goes into his own i'm sure the same recipe and everything goes into his own moonshine aged in oak colored and flavored with barrel grade oak chips okay and then it also goes into their climax spirits which is of course the legal moonshine which uses the original family recipe that he has uh course that's i'm sure so closely guarded you probably don't are never going to know like the mash bill and everything like that for it mm-hmm. um then another whiskey there as well as like a uh like a cinnamon spiced moonshine their fire number 32 which is i think to at least support their like local firefighters and like local firefighting crews and everything uh in the in their area and then they also have like their own moon chasers um, which are their canned cocktails. I think they have like a, and it, uh, these also use the moonshine as well as like the alcohol in it. They do, um, I think they have like a mule one. They have like kind of a margarita one that's put like with lime and stuff. And then they have another one, like a blackberry infused one or something. I think three or four different ones, uh, in that line. But yeah. like I said, it, it's you know kind of based off that family history and really, um, came to prominence, I think, because, you know, a lot of people that follow that Moonshiner show on Discovery, um, you know, heard about it. And I think they have, like, their own... I think it really came about when he sat there and also they kind of have a... I don't know if it's an actual spinoff show or just a part of the show where it's, like, a master distillers hmm. where they, like, run some of the same guys through that, like, you'll see on the show and some other folks through, like, all these different, like, Oh, you have to create, like, in this part of the episode, you'll have to create, like, a brandy. In this part, you'll have to create a true moonshine. In this one, you'll have to try and come as close as you can to, say, a bourbon. Um, In, you know, say, three hours of distillation and everything to do it. Sure. So that's really where it came to prominence from. Yeah, that's all, like, because this bottle is actually gifted to me by Sarah's parents, my wife's parents. Um, And uh, they, of course, know it. They don't, they're not big whiskey people. They know it, like, strictly because of the TV show. Which I feel like is most people who know him probably yeah, know that. <laughs> yeah. So you would mo- probably most commonly know it, unless you personally know him. <laughs> For sure. All right, are we ready to give it a taste? Yeah. All right, folks, we've got our uh, Southern Reserve bourbon from Tim Smith poured here. We're going to start our tasting. As always, we start with the nose. Ooh, that's... You can really smell. It's like, is it pot-stilled? That I'm yeah. smelling? I, you definitely get... Three, I get three things off of it. I kind of get very much the pot still coming off of it, like flavors that I would get from a pot distilled whiskey. Yeah. Um, but on the nose, really, what I'm getting is because it's only aged that 24 hours. Like it's, 
I'm getting a lot of that corn youth in it. I'm getting yeah. some very light hint of oak, light hint of fruit, but it's just it's just that corny yeah, yeah. youth in it. 100%. All right, let's give it a taste. Cheers, sir. Cheers. Pretty similar, I think, to the nose. Yeah, very similar to the nose. Not bad. It's just, it tastes like for anybody that's had that, um, like the Buffalo Trace, their mash bills that they just do the mm. white dog in. Yeah. I know you have like that small bottle of it. Yep. Uh, John, it tastes like a little bit. I think in this is I think where the, like the barrel influence comes in. It tastes like a little bit more vanilla, brown sugar. Very like baking spices coming in there, but it tastes very much like true white dog or moonshine, just with a little bit of that slight that barrel bourbon. influence yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, listen to, share, and tell all your friends about Distilled Discussions. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey, and don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.